I aim to make him famous in everything I do. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show is Testimony Thursday. And we have another CBN testimony about a gospel singer who actually wasn't really serving the Lord early on and then had a horrible experience and ended up giving his life back to God. Here's the story. Music has flowed through Marcus Stanley's blood for as long as he can remember. He learned to play the piano with little training, something he calls a gift from above. I would really hear stuff on the radio and uh, I would play things that I I heard other people do. It was all God-given because it wasn't because I had the training or anything. It was just because I, I really wanted to play. He started out in church, but longed for a bigger stage. That big break came after dropping out of high school. I got discovered just being at a concert, and I actually filled in for someone. And the guy was a, was a music director for the group, and he gave me a card and told me to call him. So I started touring really at the age of 16 and went around actually about 42 states out of the 50. Marcus played for some of the biggest names in the music industry, including R&B singer Chris Brown. He later began traveling with gospel artists like Donnie McClurkin, but he wasn't interested in the message in their music. I was not focused on the people. I was not focused on the message. I was not focused on Christ. I was really focused on just making it. A musician, being a musician, being a, a popular musician and playing for great artists. Oh, yeah, the money, too. <laughs> that would probably be number one because it was fast money. Enjoying success, Marcus lived extravagantly, traveling the country with well-known musicians. All of that changed the night of April 2nd, 2004. We got in late every night. I was actually walking to the store. Uh, I realized I didn't have my wallet and I hadn't reached the store yet but I turned around and started walking back to go get my wallet. Um, and I saw these guys standing on the corner that night and they were watching me. One of the men approached him. But when he said, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm just chilling. He was like, well, you gotta roll out. Uh, and that's when he pulled out a gun from his jacket. He had a leather jacket on and a hoodie. And he pulled it out and he pointed at me. And he shot it one time. After falling to the ground, he was shot seven more times up close. And when I first saw the flash, I didn't know I got shot. I just remember hitting the ground. And then when he stood over top of me, that's when I saw an angel get in front of me. And I remember because I didn't have time to think about that. It was an instantaneous thing. I asked him to describe what he saw. It was probably, I mean, I'm six foot seven. The angel was probably like seven foot something. And uh, it was just a transparent figure. I couldn't tell if it was a male or female. It didn't, I didn't see wings or anything like that, but I saw it was like clear, transparent, and it was in front of me. I knew it was an angel just because um, the protection, it got into a position like this in front of me. And I remember seeing that. The men stood over Marcus, laughing, thinking they had just killed him. Still barely alive, he managed to dial 911. By the time paramedics arrived, they offered little hope he would survive. I was like, God, help me, help me make it. I just remember trying to stay awake. It was like a movie. You know, you, you see that stuff in the movie, you see the light up and you see people, um, life flashing before their eyes. It, it was like that for me, except that I started thinking about 
what would happen if I did die. And I was like, nobody's going to know what happened to me. At the hospital, Marcus went immediately into surgery, where he told me he saw a familiar face. Saw a lot of doctors and nurses just kind of standing. And I remember looking as I'm getting ready for surgery. I remember looking and seeing the same angel that was there on the street. And the angel was just kind of like arms crossed like this and just like it didn't do anything or say anything. It was kind of like nodding his head. Doctors faced a major challenge while operating. I had my colon reattached, half a stomach. My stomach got removed. My spleen got removed completely. Half of my pancreas. I had some very extensive surgery. Um, there's certain things about my body that, is, that are not the same. That meant months in rehab, including learning to walk again. Another major change, nerve damage in his right arm, left him without feeling in his hand. Doctors told Marcus his piano playing days were over, but he proved them wrong, making it back to touring within months. The amazing recovery came with a price, however, as he popped painkillers for relief. Thankful to be alive, his relationship with God was still shallow. Five years later, Marcus hit rock bottom, struggling with drug addiction and depression. I got to a point where in desperation I was like, I can't do this anymore. And that's when everything changed for me as far as pursuing saying I need Jesus. It took me a long time to get there. Police later told Marcus that a gang initiation led to his shooting. They caught the men, but witnesses wouldn't testify against them, allowing them to go free. Today, Marcus travels the world sharing his story. He says his love of music is now part of his life's mission, which includes talking with youth groups and high school students. It's not really about the music, it's more about what God's done in my life. And I, I aim to make him famous in everything that I do and to show his glory. Charlene Aaron, CBN News, Glen Allen, Virginia. That was a CBN testimony, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under I saw an angel, 700 Club testimony. You can also find out more information about CBN at CBN.com. Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.